Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I'm leaving the range to go ride the red wave. Everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. It's high noon for Monday, November 2nd, 2020. The time is upon us. Donald Trump held 17 Coachellas this weekend and five more today. Well, not quite 17, but he was doing five events a day and all of the rallies had anywhere between 30,000 and 58,000 people at them. That's insane. And Obama Biden had 60 cars, so probably almost the same. They just make the parking lot look packed (laughs) because if they didn't have the cars there, there would be 12 people. Trump's not losing. He's not losing anywhere. The media polls are unbelievable, literally unbelievable. The Lincoln Project, the never Trumpers, the fake Republican voters against Trump, all of them are pretending that Joe Biden has a shot in Texas and Georgia, that Joe Biden might win Florida, that he might win Iowa. No chance in hell. Two things to remember tomorrow. Trump supporters are not planning violence anywhere. Not anywhere. Not on the internet. Not in real life. The boards covering the windows of businesses in Democrat-run cities are not there for Trump supporters when Trump loses. You think they're doing it by mistake? You think they're doing it because there might be problems? No, they're doing it because they know there will be problems and they know It's Democrats causing them because they talk about it in the transition integrity project. They talk about it in videos online that you can go see leaked videos from zoom meetings of the sunrise movement, talking about how they want to take down the white house, take over cities They know when they're starting. They're starting in Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, D.C. tomorrow at 4 p.m. The White House, around the White House, they are erecting unscalable, like 25-foot walls to keep these people from trying to break through the gates of the White House. And what happens then if and when they do. 
Do you imagine that they'll just be kindly suppressed? They are talking about bringing arms. These people want civil war. Again, this isn't some scaremongering, like perverse, bizarro world fantasy of mine. You can go see this stuff yourself or drive down the street. It's not Trump supporters causing the violence. Another thing to remember tomorrow, if the networks at any point stop showing vote counts, it's because Trump is way, way ahead. And then they will try to justify it by saying, yes, okay, Trump is ahead right now, but we don't want him to uh, call, you know, declare victory until all the votes are counted. And they'll pretend that they have all these incoming votes that'll come in over the next days and weeks that will support Democrats enough to take over Trump's lead in their states. That is not true. This system should have never been put into place. They lied about coronavirus as, the, as what necessitates this. It does not. They know that. Everyone knows that. And they put these systems into place so that they could manipulate elections. Joe Biden is on video saying that they have the biggest voter fraud organization of all, of all time. And, you know, he meant to say that they have the biggest organization of lawyers of all time, led by former Attorney General Eric Holder. And that they're there to protect the count. That is not what they're there for. Joe Biden was telling the truth when he said they have the biggest voter fraud organization of all time. That is absolutely true. They do. Trump sending his attorneys in as well is not Trump trying to overturn the election, though that is how it's being painted today. To believe that Joe Biden has any momentum is crazy. The idea that he has any support based on anything other than Trump hate is crazy. No one even believes Joe Biden will serve out a term as president. People are literally voting for Kamala Harris. And yesterday, her big closing argument of the campaign was a video she made supporting communism. She's like narrating the video, and I'm quoting the New York Post here rather than playing the video for you, but you can find it. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that is not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up in the same place. If that sounds right to you, you are a communist. Though people have equal moral value and dignity, they are not equal in terms of their abilities and their advantages and disadvantages. You cannot snap your fingers and make less capable people somehow able to compete with more capable people. What would that make sports look like? Every game ends in a tie. The referee deducts points in a basketball game because one team has taller players than the other. The system is ridiculous and sorry, kids, there is no equity. It does not exist. Even when people have the same amounts of everything, one person is happier than another. One person's more moral than another. One person's kinder than another. There is no equity. 
It does not exist. And striving for it is the stuff of utopian statists. And what they yield is dystopian nightmares. What Kamala Harris said is an argument for communism. It's not an argument for progressives as if there's a difference. It is not an argument for socialism as if there's a difference. There is not. They're all on the same sliding scale. They all want the same thing. And there is no way that anyone in those systems supporting those systems ever argues that enough has been done. They will never believe enough has been done. And they will demand more and more power. They will think that they own the citizenry and own the political power, which is what you can see in California and what you can see in Democratic election strategies. I hope you guys cannot hear the leaf blower outside. But if you can, I can do nothing but apologize. And so I do, even though it's not my fault. All right. And so I want to kind of spend the the rest of the show on this idea. I was going to say, I was going to call it why I will never vote Democrat again, but I don't think that's actually strong enough. And so the way I want to describe it is why I will only ever vote against every single Democrat recommendation and endorsement and candidate for the rest of my life. Okay. Now, if that statement sounds extreme to you and you think that somehow that makes me unreasonable. I accept that, but hopefully you will engage the argument and see if it holds true for you. And I'll also caveat it by saying that if somehow this Democrat party turns itself around and becomes something entirely other than it is, I will be open to them. I would prefer that a new party just emerges, you know, where we can talk about the amount of government control and policies that lead toward even more freedom. I'm open to those kinds of arguments. But we need to end Marxism forever and we need to do it tomorrow. And until the Democrat Party leaves that philosophy behind, I will only ever try to take power away from them in every way I can. And I hope that you will too. So as everyone knows, I voted for Hillary in 2016. I voted for Obama with Biden in 2008 and 2012. I voted for Al Gore and I voted for John Kerry. But let's start around 2008. Obama gets elected by big margins over John McCain and Sarah Palin. And I remember the next day, the next morning at the gym, exchanging smiles with black strangers, feeling like we all had won. And it was a brand new day in America. And the birds were singing and the sun was shining and Chris Matthews had a tickle up his leg. But what did we get in the next four years? Did they fix immigration? Did they fix crime in cities? They had two years of unobstructed governance. They had a majority in the House a supermajority in the Senate, the presidency, and then in cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco and Chicago and Baltimore and New York. They had Democrat mayors in states with Democrat governors and Democrat senators representing their interests in the federal government. And what did they do? Did they create equity? Did they heal minority communities? 
Did they fix immigration? Did they end wars? Did they fix the taxes on the rich, which they always talk about? Did they heal the environment? Did they bring America together? No, they didn't do any of those things. They didn't do any of those things at all. They passed Obamacare. They used all of their mandate to pass Obamacare. And all that's done is raise premiums and limit options. It hasn't saved lives. It hasn't gotten better results. But it did pay off the insurance companies and the drug companies. And then the Tea Party showed up and Occupy Wall Street showed up. The Occupy movement accomplished absolutely nothing except conditioning people to more Marxism. And the Tea Party took back the House of Representatives. And Obama didn't get a whole hell of a lot done for the rest of his time in office. He did cost his party a thousand elected seats around the country. He won in 2012, but lost in the midterms again in 2014. He droned people all over the world. He punished whistleblowers in the media. He did things to benefit China and Iran. He solved nothing with North Korea. He specifically got nothing done in the Middle East, and you can watch John Kerry talk about it, how nothing could ever be normalized in the Middle East until they did what Palestine wanted. Trump has proven that not true. They made celebrity culture ascendant. They allowed the rise of big tech and benefited from it. They created racial division on purpose and gender division on purpose to win elections and never stopped. They lied about Michael Brown. They created hands up, don't shoot, but his hands weren't up. And he was a criminal. And yet they started Black Lives Matter anyway. Some trained Marxists, by their own admission, got together and started this organization. And they rioted in Ferguson and they rioted in Baltimore. And they have exploited these killings by police, justified or not. They lie about the circumstances just as they have with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, and Walter Wallace Jr. last week. That's not for unity and it's not for equality. It's for power. They could tell the truth and talk to people like adults and convince them that what they want is right, but they don't. They call everyone racist and sexist and misogynist and homophobic and Islamophobic and xenophobic. But that's not what we are. We simply like America and we don't like liars who take advantage of people who can't see through them, who create a system where every powerful institution in the country aligns with their political position and will use the power of their institution to enforce it. And that's what I call the old guard. Media, entertainment, tech, corporations, academia, Boomer politicians in both parties and the people who have run our FBI, our CIA, our Department of Justice, career bureaucrats 
and ex-military officials whose primary motivation in life is to cater to and lobby for the military industrial complex. They are all aligned with Democrats and they are all aligned with China. And all of them hate Donald Trump. Barack Obama and Joe Biden stoked that and created more of it on the assumption that Hillary Clinton would surely be elected because they had enough control over all of those systems that there could be no other result. And yet Trump won. But also during the Obama-Biden administration, ACORN was exposed. The fact that Obama was using the IRS to punish political opponents was exposed. The Clinton Foundation continued to reap tens of millions of dollars to do what? To help Haiti? Go down to Haiti. Talk to a Haitian. Maybe you know one. I do. I'll introduce you to my Haitian friend or I'll have him on the podcast. They don't really like the Clintons down there. And so what did all this Clinton Foundation money do? And where did it come from? Barack Obama named Joe Biden his point man on Ukraine and Russia and China. And Joe Biden sent his drug addict son who has extraordinary personal problems to go collect money from Ukraine and Russia and China by selling U.S. foreign policy and manipulating U.S. foreign policy. And you can hear Joe Biden talk about it on phone calls, but we pretend it's not real because we all know that the biggest scandal in the Obama administration was his tan suit. Imagine being ignorant enough to still believe that. Joe Biden exploited his office as he has throughout his career. 47 years of selling political power for money. 47 years of the ambition to be president. Joe Biden cannot think in complete sentences and he is not a patriot enough to bow out of the race. He's not a patriot enough to do something other than name a communist as his running mate. And then in 2016, while the FBI had an active investigation into Paul Manafort, they allowed Paul Manafort to become Donald Trump's campaign manager without warning of the investigation. As the summer progressed, they decided to tell the world that Carter Page, a current CIA asset, was actually working on behalf of the Russians. They didn't, of course, talk about the fact that he was a CIA asset. Obama and Biden and Hillary Clinton were briefed on all of this. They were also briefed about the fact that the Steele dossier that Hillary Clinton paid Fusion GPS to compile, that dossier, its primary subsource, was a known Russian agent and national security asset. James Comey knew this. John Brennan knew this. Hillary Clinton knew this. Barack Obama knew this. And Joe Biden knew it. And there's proof that they were all briefed on it. But the truth is, every bit of the power system in the Democrat Party did know this. And none of them ever told the press that this thing's not true. In fact, they did the exact opposite. They showed up on TV all the time 
saying that Donald Trump was a Russian asset, knowing full well that he wasn't. They did this to cover up the fact that 33,000 Clinton emails were found on Anthony Weiner's laptop because Anthony Weiner's wife was Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's right hand, and his laptop was seized because he was exchanging lewd pictures with underage girls. All of this is very, very easy to research in mainstream sources. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, CNN. If you look for the right things, you will find them. Amidst all the bullshit opinion pieces they run, like the former, the 50 former intelligence officials, you know, a couple weeks ago about Hunter Biden's laptop. That's what they do. So they allowed the Russian collusion narrative to go on through the election Hillary Clinton did not concede on election night. Please remember that. The Democrats were doing everything they could to get that result overturned and to contest it. And it turned out they had no path. Thank God. And I'll say once again, how grateful I am that people could see in 2016, the things that I could not see. And elected Donald Trump for the good of us all. Thank you, if that was you. And then during the transition period, they decided, because they didn't like Michael Flynn's policies and the way he thought about Iran, that he should not be Donald Trump's national security advisor. So they set him up and framed him Joe Biden, in a meeting in the Oval Office, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Sally Yates, Susan Rice, James Comey, were all there. And Joe Biden proposed trying Michael Flynn under the Logan Act. A judge named Emmett Sullivan is still refusing to overturn the decision On Michael Flynn. The reason Michael Flynn pled guilty is because they were going after his son. But Barack Obama and Joe Biden undermined the peaceful transfer of power in early 2017. And then once that was done, they launched the Mueller probe. It is also true and proven that Robert Mueller knew the entire time Hillary Clinton's role in the Russian collusion hoax. And yet he spent two years pretending to investigate it. And when he found nothing because there was nothing, the media decided to say that he had laid a roadmap for obstruction of justice. They compromised a sitting U.S. president for three years, intentionally, without cause, and not to the benefit of the country because it is impossible to benefit the country by undermining a sitting president with things you know to be not true. And then what did they decide? They decided they had to impeach Donald Trump. And so they used the fact that he may be investigating what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did in Ukraine, what they actually did, what is proven that they did. They impeached Trump over that. And of course, they lost. Adam Schiff had spent the last four years, knowingly lying to the American people about having evidence of Russian collusion when he had no evidence and every single person he had interviewed and deposed said they have no evidence. This is the greatest crime against America in America's history. All of the things that 
I have listed are bigger scandals than Watergate. And so, by the way, is Hunter Biden's laptop. And the media hides it. The media pushed the Russian collusion narrative, the impeachment narrative, this entire time. They lied about coronavirus. They lied about George Floyd. They lied about Black Lives Matter. They have lied about everything. Joe Biden began his campaign by lying about what Donald Trump said in Charlottesville. This party with the media and tech and academia have tried to paint Donald Trump and all his supporters as the most hateful people in the world, unworthy of love, and they have no problem saying it, that you should leave your family behind, your friends behind. This is the most immoral movement I can imagine. And it is no surprise that the Democrat Party was the party of the KKK and the party of Jim Crow. And we're supposed to pretend that they have changed because the way they take advantage of minority communities is by pretending to help. And pretending that the other side is evil? Malcolm X warned about the white liberal. As he should have. This party has not changed. No party that leads with identity politics is capable of helping They can't even grasp humanity. They're not concerned with helping. They're concerned with finding a perfect common enemy so that they can build coalitions around those they deem oppressed. That is their only motivation. And California is this party in microcosm. It is every bit as corrupt, every bit as incompetent. Our handling of the coronavirus here has been nothing short of reprehensible. They have lied about the science. They have misled about the information. They have been caught on recorded phone calls talking about how schools wouldn't open until after the election, saying this months ago. Democrat states lead the country in unemployment. Why? Because of the lockdowns they imposed. This party and the forces aligned with them in the old guard have been responsible for the greatest loss of joy and prosperity in human history, and it isn't close. And they are trying to repeat it. They are trying to lock down the world again. It is not because COVID is scary. COVID is not scary. It does not kill any young people. It barely kills old people unless they have extreme health problems. And half of them were in nursing homes. 40% of those were caused directly by Democrat governors putting sick people into those nursing homes. That is not a conspiracy. It's a fact. The Department of Justice is investigating Andrew Cuomo right now. And it's not for show. If it was for show, you would have heard about it. And the press would be out there defending Andrew Cuomo. Instead, you don't hear about it because they want it to go away and they know it will go away if Joe Biden wins. All of these crimes against this country go away if Joe Biden wins. And they get away with it. And they do whatever China tells them. Because China has the dirt on all of them. You think Joe Biden was the only Democrat dumb enough and corrupt enough to work with them and be compromised? You think it's only politicians 
and not tech and entertainment as Hollywood censors itself to meet Chinese standards? The Chinese Communist Party has a million Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps right now. They have taken over Hong Kong. They want to take over Taiwan. And they are using their infrastructure capacity and their wealth to co-opt countries around the world already, like Iran and Italy, northern Italy, where the big European outbreak started. It started there for a reason. Iran was hit hard for a reason. China cut travel off from Wuhan to other parts of China, but not to the rest of the world for a reason. And Joe Biden's strongest words about China throughout this period have been that they need to follow the rules and look, they need to get in line. Come on, man. You know the thing. Not one bit of the old guard has said a bad word about China. The media spent months saying that it was racist for Donald Trump to call it the China virus or the China plague. They called it xenophobic when Donald Trump shut down travel from China. And then they tried it again when he shut down travel from Europe. Meanwhile, that was the single first action taken by the United States two weeks earlier The WHO, controlled by the Chinese and funded by the institutions in the old guard and working directly with them, especially in our universities and our public health sector. They were still saying human to human transmission was impossible. Two weeks after that, Donald Trump, with no other support, shut down travel from China by non-American citizens. That was the only early move that helped. Things could have been considerably worse if he didn't do that. And Joe Biden and Democrats in the old guard called it xenophobic. They lied about him not having a national plan when the national plan was to supply the nation with what it needed while the governors in the states made their own decisions on how best to protect their people which is exactly how it's supposed to work. They pin the deaths on Donald Trump and say that he's a murderer while pretending that Andrew Cuomo and other Democrat governors did not put sick people into nursing homes and did not lock down their cities, destroying lives and businesses, people's life's work. And then what did they do? They exploited a race crisis and justified four months of heinous violence and looting and rioting, trying to strip down our history and trying to knock down our monuments. They allowed a band of twiggy little black clad pussies to run around destroying shit, thinking that they're Tyler Durden. But the thing is, Tyler Durden wasn't working on behalf of the systems of power. But they are. That's why Democrats didn't speak out against it or stop it. That's why the media and academia and corporations and tech all pretended that what they were doing was somehow justified or they covered it up completely and said that the riots were mostly peaceful. They portrayed these leaders as heroes of a new America. While they shouted communist slogans in death to America and harassed people in their homes for no reason, And stole what they want 
and destroyed what they want. And they shone lasers into the eyes of police officers to burn their eyes out and take away their vision for the sin of signing up to try to protect the country. And then they delayed schooling and they delayed relief, financial relief to American families so that they could get universal mail-in voting, not for coronavirus, but so they could alter the results of the election if they wanted. So that they could get the demands of public teachers unions met. Even though those demands were basically just a relisting of Black Lives Matter priorities. Black Lives Matter, that organization that until about two months ago has had as one of its pillars the destruction of the nuclear family. That's not a joke. It's not a conspiracy. It's true. Black Lives Matter, whose money, donation money, is received through the Democrat Party's payment platform. And they release no information about who gives and what that money is spent for. They have a fiscal sponsor called Thousand Currents, on whose board sits a woman named Susan Rosenberg, who is a convicted domestic terrorist that Bill Clinton let out of prison on his last day in office by pardoning her. And they make it so that no one can know what Black Lives Matter money goes to and so that it cannot be taxed. And they also held up the relief so that they could bail out these Democrat-run states so that their governors and public officials would never have to be accountable for the fact that they destroyed their states and had already destroyed their states with terrible management. Billions of dollars to house 50,000 homeless people. Billions of dollars for high-speed trains that don't exist. Billions of dollars in unfunded pensions because they don't care about balancing their books. The worst public school systems in the country. The greatest poverty in the country. Gavin Newsom and Jerry Brown in the Democrat Party Nancy Pelosi have turned California into North Korea. Los Angeles is now a third world city. And the party rewards these terrible politicians. Joe Biden has positions for them all. He's expected to name Eric Garcetti as his secretary of housing and urban development so that this Californian success can be repeated across the nation. That's insanity. Gavin Newsom has spent the last eight months ruling by executive fiat and is now suppressing the court case that would overturn his emergency order and the ridiculous executive orders he signed. He has full control over our lives. And rather than the citizenry standing up for their own personal liberty and their right to pursue the life they want, they have instead become mask police and conversation police. And the constant judges 
of other people's character and relationships. While they know nothing, nothing about the science or the data or politics at all. And they don't know anything about Joe Biden and they don't know anything about Donald Trump. They cannot have a conversation about any of this because they do not know anything. And that is why they get mad. These are the most privileged people in the world. It does not matter if they get major decisions in their lives, right or wrong. Because there is no downside for them either way. They'll say, oh, it'll be fine either way. No, it won't be. No, it won't be. And you can't say that because you don't know it because you have not considered ever that you might be wrong. Because there is no punishment for you if you are. That is privilege. And these people are not smart. Smart only matters if you can separate fiction from reality and good from evil. And that when you are confronted with major decisions, you get them right. That's the only thing smart is good for. These people are not smart. If they were smart, they would take their decision seriously. If the decision was as big as they pretend it is, they would consider whether or not they might be wrong. Their own children's futures are at stake. And they would rather make sure that the people in the social class they want to be part of are okay with their decision. I've said plenty of times that I do not care who Donald Trump was before he took office. I care about the reason he ran and what he has done since he took office in the face of the most corrupt and evil attacks against the American ideal that the country has ever seen. And Donald Trump has beat them at every point so far and will again. If you don't think that says something about the man's intelligence and character, you shouldn't be trusted by anyone. Donald Trump is an American patriot who left a gloriously easy and wonderful life to make sure that America was no longer under the control of these people and we were no longer being sold down the river to the Chinese Communist Party. Because America is good and America is worth it. And you do not get to give this away because you are so spoiled that your decisions don't even matter to you. They're purely cosmetic. So what if you're wrong as long as you look right to the people that you want to know because you think they're better than you and better than other people? And so they're important. They're the ones who get their way. Because you need them to know that you've got their back, hoping that they will get yours, but they won't. Because they have no morality and because they have no loyalty. They do not consider their moral decisions clearly enough or deeply enough to come to the right conclusion. I do not trust these people anymore. If you do, that's your business. But if you're voting for Joe Biden because you are convinced to hate Donald Trump and can't wrap your head around considering you might be wrong, 
You are a dangerous person. And you are the dystopia. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!